0: the hash to the other sideline uh, you know he's got great anticipation so he throws guys open um, and then he can beat you with his legs too you know if everything's covered and there's nowhere to go with it he can take off running and so you have to be really sound with your pass rush and um, you know it helps to have vision on the ball with your coverage uh, or vision on the quarterback rather so yeah he makes it very difficult
1: there's the always entertaining Dave Aranda head coach at uh, Baylor talking about Dylan Gabriel. I-, I guess, how do you think he was in the, uh, the interview to become the next Baylor head coach? Was LSU just so good in 2019 that they didn't care what he sounded like in an interview? They were just ready to hire him?
0: Yeah, I think it was one of those where he just, like, he walked in, quietly slid, like, his, his like, tent and step, you know, plan to get the program you know, to the next level, and then just stared at them until uh, they were like, uh, uh, okay, yeah, Maybe, okay.
1: maybe Baylor's AD at the time just passed out, woke up, and said, oh, yeah, sorry, felt you got the job. Yeah, yeah, you're good <laughs> yeah, here.
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. I can't imagine that he brought a lot of enthusiasm to that interview.
1: No, uh, but hey, he's, he's winning some football games. He won the Big 12 last year at Baylor, man. They won the conference last year and then beat Ole Miss in a Sugar Bowl, so – we make fun, but uh, defensively, they've had it going now for a couple of years, and their running game is is really good once again, but where where's OU's edge on Saturday? I, I think it's at quarterback, man. I, I think that OU has, once again this week, a big edge at quarterback, and maybe we're not talking enough about the way that Dylan Gabriel has played over the past couple of weeks. You know... We factored in that it was going to be a huge upgrade at quarterback when he was back from that head injury, and he was, and I think that it was very fair to assume that, but some of those easy throws that he was missing early in the season, he's not missing those throws anymore, man. He has come back from a head injury, and there's no telling how a quarterback might come back from an injury like that. He's back, and it kind of feels like he's the best version of himself.
0: No, he's been dialed in. Uh, He's been dialed in, and it's – and you wonder if it's one of those things where he saw what the offense was like without him or if he just got to sit down and kind of just just watch the games and see, oh, man, you know, sit back and watch film. He didn't have a you know, game necessarily to prepare for if he knew he was going to be out. So, no, he, he was dialed in, and we've talked about it, man. He came up throwing against Kansas, and we thought, where's this guy been? I mean, he was dropping dimes all over the field. And unfortunately – um you see you know some drops from Marvin things like his stat line Tyler looks completely different uh you know at Iowa State if Marvin brings in some of those deep balls
1: so I asked on both our Twitter and Facebook pages earlier today um hey OU's 2-0 in his past two games and didn't trail at any point against KU or Iowa State OU fans have you seen improvement over the past two games if so where have you seen the most improvement for OU? And, you know, text line, you can hit us up, like, where have you seen OU have improvement over the past two weeks? If you haven't seen any improvement whatsoever, I guess that's a take as well. 405-651-3439. Let's see. Uh, Jerry says it's early still. Defense, that bye week let the guys heal and be able to get more comfortable with BV's defense. I know the season is getting their feet wet, still have a few tough games left. Uh, Jimmy Walker says, not going to get excited just yet. So our first two responses, and those come from the Facebook page of, "Yeah, I'll, I'll wait until I start talking about some excitement on improvement.
0: Yeah, you know, level-headed. It's good to be level-headed. Uh, me, on the other hand, uh, you know, Billy Bowman uh, played 44 uh, out of a total 84 defensive snaps uh, this past weekend, only a two tackles, but I mean him being out there, I think gives his defense just a, a, a completely different feeling to it. Um, you know, in the five games that Bowman's played, the defense has allowed 15.4 points per game in the three. He hasn't, the defense has allowed 48.7 Tyler. So I know we've, we've played some of the better defense or better offenses without him, but I mean that's that's a pretty staggering difference. Even if you even if you uh, you know kind of kind of fade some of those. Okay, maybe 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 you know those offenses would have scored a little bit less if he were out there that's still a massive difference tyler yeah
1: mary on twitter says seems to have less seem to have less fear of making a mistake if one is made you see determination in their faces not fear i think they wanted to do well for their coaches and try too hard to be perfect now they play with ease and determination they're enjoying the game uh sean elder says yes more discipline Cutting down on the mistakes and stupid penalties. Sticking to assignments on defense. I like the way they kept the Wildcat package on offense. Just need to keep it up. Young guys are playing well, too. Uh, One more. Walker says the defense has improved both weeks. The run defense was great against Iowa State. The offense had its moments, but it's still top 25 in the country with Dylan Gabriel. Special teams were perfect in aims. The worst has passed, and this team is only going to get better. I uh, I am definitely in the camp that this team has improved throughout the past two games. I, I, I don't know, to be honest with you, how you can say that they haven't improved. I'm not saying that they've dramatically improved Travis to a top 15 football team, but they're definitely better than what we saw in both the Texas and the TCU game. And the improvement that I've seen maybe the most, how about the secondary, man? Um, they're not letting a ton of free runners behind the defense – there's, no, there, there's not as many busts within the defense. Um, there's not guys panicking in one-on-one spots and tackling a wide receiver, just praying that it's a 15-yard penalty and not a touchdown. And I think that you're seeing improved play from the corners and safeties, not just from the starters, but from the young guys as well. Woody Washington is coming off his best game of the year. He is. And even guys like Gentry Williams, they're in there making plays. This is a much better secondary than I think that we saw earlier this year. How much better are they really? Well, we're going to find out throughout these last four games, but as you said earlier, they're getting their head turned around and finding the ball. That in itself is a major improvement for those guys.
0: I mean, if that would have happened against TCU, that game I think looks differently because I, I think right, right from the jump, you know, they start going to Quentin Johnson, and he might have come down with the ball anyways. The guy's going to be a top 15 pick. Uh, but, you know, if Woody turns his head around on some of those where he's in good position, that might look a little different. Instead, it's either touchdown, big play, 15-yard penalty, things like that. I mean, if if that happens earlier in the season, Tyler, I mean, w- we might be looking a little bit different. You might be looking, looking different uh, after the Kansas State game.
1: Uh, text line, O-line and secondary have looked better. Uh, secondary, 1,000%. I hate improvements. You don't see Alabama improving, so why should we? <laughs> There's a take. You're right. You don't see Alabama improving this year. They look like the yeah, same team that we weird. saw in Austin
0: in week two. I tell you what, Tyler. Uh, bringing in, I think we only had 332 yards uh, against Iowa State, which is actually good against Iowa State because again, we've we've been over this that you know they're they're the best defense in the Big Twelve. Probably by far, um, but even with that performance, that would put us at fifth in the country in total offense if you count the games that Dylan Gabriel has played all four quarters, or at least he was available. Because we have a decent sample size now, Tyler. Sure. I mean, we. I mean, we have we have a, a decent amount of games. We've got. And six you played of against
1: them. the best defense in the conference at the, at that point, statistically. Exactly.
0: So you can't say, "Oh man, well, had he gotten, had he had to play against." I don't know, Texas, you know, then it wouldn't have, like, no. Iowa State, like, Iowa State's a great defense. So, uh, so with that, I mean, six-game sample size, you'd be the number five team in the country uh, as far as total offense goes. I'd say that's pretty good, Tyler.
1: Yeah, I just need to uh, hit on a couple more deep balls on Saturday. But uh, oh, yeah? I- I'm not going to complain about the offense all that much.
0: Yeah, and like I said, that's, that is despite – Right? That is despite turnovers against Kansas. That is despite Marvin Mims having his worst game as a Sooner. You know, that is despite, you know, Dylan missing some some throws early. You know what I mean? If if it goes, if, it, if, if they play well, I'm not talking about playing the games of their lives. I'm talking about if they play well, then that number rises a bit.
1: Shane, the train in Newcastle says three picks on Saturday, one forced fumble recover, and three quarterback sacks in the first half. Uh, saying some improvement there. I wish I could say Jeff Levy has improved his play calling inside the 20s. Uh, no level-headedness allowed. Billy Bowman makes us a world-beater. That's Allen from uh, Broken Arrow. Our kicker is scoring touchdowns, and our punter is throwing touchdown passes. Now that's improvement. That's from Dwayne and Norman. Uh, one more, making improvements, but I feel like we'll know more after this weekend. Yeah, that look, that's the take right there. That, that that is it right there. The the take in one sentence. They are better. They are definitely better after the past two games. But we're gonna know a lot more after what we see them. How we see them play against Baylor. Yes, that's simple as that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's simple as that. And and uh, from the nine one eight, are we overreacting on the defensive performance? Uh, you know, I appreciate the way they play, but Iowa State's offense isn't anything to write home about. I I get that, but. You made a bad defense look bad, like that, or bad offense look bad. We had talked about that all week, Tyler. You just have to make a bad offense look bad because how many times has Oklahoma's defense made a bad offense look good, look great One, at two, times? One, two, three,
1: four, yeah, five. Right? Hold, hold on. Uh, get back to me in about five minutes when I count Yeah, out, we've please. only got
0: 45 minutes left in the show, so I'm not sure you're going to have enough time. But, uh, but t- to that point, that's an improvement. And if you watched the game – I mean, just getting the head around on throws, you know, getting pressure, you know, getting, laying, laying big hits, getting your hands on the ball and holding on to it. What if, Tyler, and, and, and I understand it would have been maybe a completely vertical climb with Davis Bevel at quarterback that day, but how is the Texas game different if, you know, Woody Washington holds on to that interception in the first quarter? Um and, and they probably get only
1: get beat 42 to 7 instead of 49 to nothing maybe. I take it but also <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it was Jaden Davis also had a ball hit off his hands. I mean yeah. it's those plays that you have to you have to make them. It's it's one thing to say oh well Decker's no good. Well yeah but our our defensive backs were getting hit in the hands with, with footballs before. Now they're catching them. To the, to the question on the text, no, I, I don't think that we're overreacting
1: because at least my reaction is just simply that they're they're better, and I'm not trying to say anything more than that. I'm not even trying to say that they're a top 50 defense in college football this year. Maybe we'll have that take at the end of the year, but we're going to have to see continued improvement. And we're, we're not overreacting. We, we know the level of opponent that they just play. It's might be UTEP, Kent State, Nebraska in the mix. Could be the worst offense that you faced all year long. But you still came away with three turnovers and only allowed uh, one touchdown in that game. It, it, was, it was improvement, and, and I think that that's kind of where the reaction stops. It, they're improved? All right, let, let's see how they can build upon this from here. They, they were the reason why you won a football game. And I don't know about anyone else, but I did not think that that was possible this year. That the defense could be the main reason why you won a conference game.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important, Tyler, to, as we talk about it, and, I, and, and we've talked about this before, whether it be on the postgame show or, or you know, talking throughout the week. Us saying that we have improved on defense or that the defense played well does not mean that we're saying it's a top five defense or that it's an elite defense or anything like that. Like, we're not, we're not saying that. Like, you, we have to put everything in perspective every once in a while and saying, hey, you know what? Defense played well enough to, to to not hurt the team. They were a net positive, right? Uh, yeah, it's like I don't think anyone's going to be
1: surprised if OU has to win a shootout game this weekend, if it's 38-35. Like I, that's not going to surprise me all that much because I don't I still think that this defense has arrived yet, but – Small stuff. They're turning their head around. There's the main point, Travis. If you're skeptical on if we're overreacting, if this defense has actually improved, yes, they're getting their head turned around without having to tackle the wide receiver. That is indeed an improvement from three weeks ago. Yeah, should that have to be an improvement? Probably not. But the fact that
0: we're excited about it says that much. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, So if Iowa has the best defense in the Big 12, says Ronaldo in the Village, Iowa State he means, and we schooled them, we should have no problem with our remaining games. That's if the defense is still consistent. I I don't know if you schooled Iowa State offensively. You know, you had, what, 27 points on the day. Seven of those points came from the special teams and their touchdown. And another seven, you got aided by a Danny Stutzman interception that he took all the way inside the five-yard line. And I'm not trying to say that the offense had a bad day, but – I wouldn't say that OU's offense schooled Iowa State on Saturday.
0: Well, the, the offense did one thing extremely well, Tyler. We talked about it before. It remained patient. You have to remain patient against Iowa State. That's, how they, that's their bread and butter, man. They get you frustrated, and they make you press. When you press is when you end up throwing a pick. It's when you end up fumbling the ball. It's, it's, it's that. I, th- I thought Jeff Levy did a fantastic job of being patient and going, hey, you know what? we're not going to score 50 points today, and that's fine. Let's just be patient. I mean, the time of possession said it all, Tyler. I mean, we we, we had a good game with time of possession. I think one of our – I mean, we didn't win time of possession, but we were mere seconds off, it felt like. Yeah, so
1: it was uh, – Like 45
0: seconds off or something like that. Yeah,
1: the final number was 29.50. Yeah, there were, it was 45 seconds off from being even. That's that right. right. So,
0: so, like, that kind of stuff when you're like, okay – just be patient. Take what they give you. You don't have to try and force the matter. And I think that's what they did really well. They waited. They took their shots when they needed to, which Marvin Mims had a step. Theo had a step. Jaleel was wide open. And finally, Jaleel gets open. You hit him on a big touchdown. Ohio, or Iowa State doesn't give up a ton of those, but you have to wait for them to be there. You can't just throw bombs all game.
1: Gary and Bixby says, here's an improvement. Guys on defense are actually getting their hands on potential turnovers. Last year's speed D uh didn't have many turn- turnovers. Yet we saw this defense early in the year drop a lot of interceptions. Um Saturday that did not happen. Now, I yeah, Woody Washington's interception probably shouldn't hey, have hey, been hey, one. It counted it, it counted, counted though. It counted. So it but Broyles made an interception. Stutzman, after giving up a or having a really bad moment on that fourth and twelve. Comes back with an interception there, so you take it however you can get him at this point. I'm not yeah, gonna complain right. about him.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. It's not everyone has to be a DJ Graham. You know, we even found a way to complain about that. So I mean you can't you can't get picky when it when it comes to interceptions. Did you get the ball or did you not get the ball? Even sometimes in Woody Washington's, you know, case, you didn't get the ball, but it doesn't matter. You were convincing enough to uh, to make the play, but I'll tell you what I hope uh, I hope that Gary and Bixby is uh, attending the uh, the Bixby Jinx game tomorrow night, as that will be on ESPN two. I know I will be there.
1: Oh, nice! And we got a whole lot of uh, football games on KREF Sports TV. So, I'll tell you uh, what,
0: that's one of the that's one of the best deals in the game, man. Like, the, dude, it's awesome. Well, the KREF the TV, it's incredible. You got them all right there in one spot. Um, it was even featured on ESPN. Uh, the other day, I forget. I think it was uh, Jacoby Johnson yep. had made a big play, yep. and uh, and ESPN even put the kref.tv TV feed on there, which was really cool. But I mean, it's it's a one stop shop for that whole side of the state, man. It's like NFL Sunday Ticket
1: when you can yeah, just, it really like, you can just go around and like watch all these games. It's pretty cool. KREF Sports TV we got a lot of games for you uh, coming up tomorrow. Check that out. You can get that on your iPhone. You can get that on your laptop. You can get that on your smart TV as well. You can just sit in the living room and uh, check out the games. iPad, krefsports.tv. It's it's the way to go if you want to watch high school football. Any chance we get to see BV go for a last-second, unneeded field goal on Saturday? Ask someone from the text line. Ooh. Oh I mean, my I, gosh! Let I, it I appre- happen, please. I
0: appreciate. I appreciate the uh, the reference, uh, but I just I don't see it with him. Uh, I don't see it with him. I, I don't think. Uh, I I think he's not that petty because it didn't happen to him, right? I mean, I, I think Lincoln might have done that, but I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think BV will.
1: Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, you know p- petty, I-, I don't know if it goes with petty. I, I guess I just thought of uh, Mule Shoe. Did you see him getting after the officials at, uh, right before halftime last week? Oh, oh yeah, oh he oh. was hot. Woo, he was hot, buddy. It's like man, I wish you would have shown uh, some of that emotion while you were uh, around here. But dang, okay, upset about something that happened in that USC uh, USC win on Saturday. Uh, that road win against Arizona that they had. One more before we hit a break. So if Kiffin goes to Auburn, does Levy go to Ole Miss? If so, would Jackson Arnold still go to
0: OU? He certainly gets an interview. Um, I do think it would. Uh, um, it would definitely shake Jackson Arnold's commitment because he's he's all Levy. Like he's he he's very close with him. He runs a very similar offense at Denton Geyer. Um, but I don't think I – I don't know what it is. I, I, I think the first domino in that I don't necessarily believe is going to happen, Tyler. I don't think Lane Kiffin ends up at Auburn. I don't either. You know what's funny? I was, I was just on Twitter during the break, and I was like, oh, this is, uh, is kind of interesting. Somebody tweeted about, um, you know, how well uh, Deion Sanders would do at um, Auburn. And it was, an, it was a Sports Illustrator article. And I, I looked at who tweeted it, and it was actually Lane Kiffen. so he so he tweeted his own like a quote about a story about his quote. I love it. Uh, it said uh, any time that the, Lane Kiffin says Deon Sanders would do great as Auburn Coach Sports Illustrated, tweeted by Lane Kiffen. That's great.
1: I think Auburn might find out the hard way that their job is not as attractive as maybe they think it is. You know, there's some programs that find that out, like, oh, here's our A, here's our 1A, 1B. You know, we'd be – I I think they might get uh, turned down by some of their top targets.
0: I think Auburn and Nebraska are both going to realize that. that, I mean, I think Nebraska is a little more maybe self-aware with who they can go after. Um, I think Auburn thinks – because, I mean – I told you uh, what last week when I was on that space. I think it was last Tuesday or something like that. And they were—I mean—they think they're Alabama. They think they are. um, They think they are a top-five job. And I I just—I don't—I don't know who exactly is running to deal with those boosters, to deal with being in the same division and state and recruiting area as Nick Saban. I just. I don't know man like if if there's such a good job why why are guys like you know Chiswick and Brian Harson you know you know what I mean like why are they the ones that you're having to replace if it's such a good job right and 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 uh, you had to hire Gene
1: Chiswick, who had like 3 wins at Iowa State one year now, I know yeah, he won a national championship but people were booing him when he landed on the tarmac when he got the job
0: yeah I just I, I don't know I I don't think I don't, I, I don't think it's per, – I personally don't think it's that good a job. And with coaches' contracts they're giving out everywhere now, Tyler, you, p- coaches are going to make money, going to make millions of dollars wherever they go. Hugh Freeze it's,
1: is making $5 million a year, I think, at Liberty now. Is that right? Exactly. that
0: right? Yeah. And, and it's like, look, guys, like this isn't a situation where Auburn goes, well, because I've, I've heard this, well, Deion's not going not gonna to turn down all this money to, to come coach Auburn. Yeah, he guess will. What, guess what? Deion's got plenty of. Money. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's, he's making legacy plays at this point. Yeah, he is. So, so he, didn't get, he didn't get into coaching because he couldn't pay his bills. Uh, is OU back in with five-star David Hicks? Hey,
1: we'll give you an interesting nugget about that recruitment coming up next. We'll also start to look ahead to some of these Big 12 games coming up on Saturday. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the Homesteader fans.
2: really really physical up front and uh, they're gonna pound the ball and uh, I think the last uh, the, the running back of the last two games he's played has had over uh, 30 carries in both the games so uh, you know they're, they're they're committed to running the football and then all the things that come off of a, a, a very uh, very efficient very good run game all the play actions the boots the things that the screens the things that come off of it you know
1: there's defensive coordinator Ted Roof saying, uh, yeah, OU needs an even better defensive performance this weekend against Baylor with their run game, which I'll tell you what would help out a, uh, a roof defense more than anything else. How about a five-star interior defensive lineman? Uh, you think that would help uh, an yeah. OU defense moving forward? And, hey, I'm not telling anyone to get their hopes up. In fact, it's the last thing I'm doing because we had the deal with everyone like five weeks ago today when David Hicks picked a I don't want to go through the exact same thing just for there to be disappointment on National Signing Day. But apparently he says that he is going to take an official visit to OU and he is going to be uh, in Norman – for that Bedlam weekend. That's that's massive. Um, he's been committed to AM for around a month now, and if he makes it to Norman, that's a sign that OU's got a real puncher's chance down the stretch.
0: Yeah, in case you needed another reason to uh, be there and be loud uh, whenever the cowpokes uh, come to Norman, that's a, that's another pretty good one. We need that stadium rocking. Uh, and I'll tell you what, man, as I've said, a kid that at 2:30 on the day of his announcement told the OU coaches that he was going to commit to them, and then 40 minutes later called and said, "No, I'm going to A&M." That's a guy that's conflicted, and if you get this last swing at him, you know, as signing day approaches, I don't know. I I, I like it. I like it a lot. I and mean, here's the thing: we've had some people say, "Well." You know, how is this different than Colton Vosick going to Texas, you know, on those visits? Because, I mean, we, uh, we want that not to be a big deal, but we're hyping up that David Hicks is coming to a visit in Norman. Here's the thing. There's a difference between unofficial visits and official visits, first of all. Second of all, um, Colton Vosick lives in the same city as the University of Texas. And Katy, Texas, is over six hours away from Norman. So, much different scenarios than this, and yeah, I, I, I do think, and, and Colton Vosick wasn't about to commit to Texas whenever he committed to Oklahoma. There are many around that program um, that thought they were at least third, so it was Oklahoma and Oregon, and then Clemson and Texas, sometime some, some in that type of order, so not the same as a Vosick situation. Um, I do know that uh, P.J. Abare and Jackson Arnold will both be in town this weekend to help convince Colton Vosick to stick around. If Colton
1: Vosick shows up, I I don't think that there's a whole lot of doubt about that right now, but if he finds an excuse or a
0: reason not to be here, that's going to be pretty telling. That would be extremely telling, but I won't worry until that happens. If he shows up on an official... And he's got our best peer recruiter, probably our best peer recruiter, Sammy Amosigo and Josh Bates, have been doing a fantastic job. But if he's got him and he's got his, his edge mate five-star with him and he's got his five-star quarterback with him, uh, you know, I, I, I trust that peer recruiting to hold on yeah, to Yeah, Jackson
1: him. Arnold's your closer, man. Um, yeah, he good, helped yeah. close, I think, on Anthony Evans. And he's just been, like, one of your best recruits. Like, 24-7 sports has recruiter rankings, and it's mostly a bunch of assistant coaches that are ranked, depending on how many commits they have. Jackson Arnold should probably be in the top ten of that for his recruiting efforts this year. Yeah. And I feel like he's been to just about every single home game this year.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's been doing a great job. even came on the radio, obviously, yep. uh, um, and did some pregame. So we'll see if he hops in with Parker a little bit this weekend. But, yeah, he's been big time, but – but we'll see. We'll see. I know Colton Voss is planning to be in town, and until I hear otherwise, I'm going to remain confident with that commitment.
1: Uh, big 12 games this weekend. We got a full slate. Some uh, some really interesting games. Tech at TCU will get it started 11 a.m. That's Big Noon. TCU is a nine and a half point favorite against a Tech team that's four and four. But I, I mean, there, there's definitely probably some disrespect there in the TCU locker room after uh, debuting viewing at number 7 in the college football playoff polls the after last night that probably could have been the worst thing that could have happened to Texas Tech in this game DCU's probably viewing this as a prove it game now
0: yeah they're viewing it as a prove it and not
1: that they'll get any credit for beating tech but y- you know what i'm <sighs> yeah,
0: saying yeah yeah it's it's a thing they they keep winning but tyler i just have to for some reason, I can't wrap my mind around. Maybe I belong on the committee because I just can't wrap my mind around TCU just being one of the best teams in the country. No, they're so,
1: gonna they're gonna have to go undefeated, and I don't even know if that's gonna be good enough.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's you know we've got to we've got reassess what we call power five. If a power five unlimited or uh, undefeated team doesn't make the playoff, then are there yeah. really power conferences, or is there the SEC and then? Maybe the Big Ten, and then as we go down the list, obviously the ACC is is getting the benefit of the doubt with Clemson. So, I mean, I don't think re- TCU
1: is going to go undefeated, and we're going to have to worry about that, though.
0: I, I don't, I don't think they are either. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> Ag- against Tech, I just, I don't think Tech's very good, man. I really don't. And and I know they beat Texas, but that doesn't seem all that difficult.
1: So you, you're thinking a blowout here by TCU? I think they win by 17 points. I, th- I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this this feels like thirty four seventeen to me.
1: Yeah, OSU at Kansas. That is two thirty on FS1. OSU is a two point favorite. There's reports out there that Spencer Sanders is really uh, he's really hurt this time around. Could be a broken collarbone. I haven't been able to confirm that. I don't think anyone else has either. I think Kansas is going to put one together on Saturday at home and I think it's going to be good enough to get their 6th win and get to bowl eligibility. I like Kansas in a close win over Oklahoma State. What say you?
0: Yeah, you said it. I mean this this really comes down to Spencer Sanders' health and if based on, you know, those reports that there could be some some deeper stuff than just a sore shoulder, uh, I like Kansas to go bowling.
1: West Virginia at Iowa State. Everyone's dogging on that Iowa State team after uh, what we saw in the OU game. And offensively, they're, they're really bad. But two, three, and five teams meet in Ames. West Virginia and Iowa State. Iowa State is a seven point favorite in this game. What? Seven point. Iowa State is a seven point favorite over another Big 12 team. And the, and I know I'm total- surprised too.
0: Vegas put the total points at, what, seven? They're uh, expecting a seven nothing game. What
1: is it actually? It is 50. 50 is what? the over-under of this game. Oh, my God. Probably take the under. Um, oh, it's hard to imagine that Iowa State beats anybody by seven points, but I, I do think the Cyclones win this game at home against West Virginia. It might be the only conference win that they have this year, but I'll take Iowa State.
0: Yeah, man. And yeah, I, I probably think the same. The game against us, I know we won it by two scores, but they had opportunities. They had definitely had opportunities, uh, and that defense is no joke, so they're definitely going to be in every game. Uh, give me give me Iowa State, but not they're not going to cover, though, in, in my opinion.
1: Nightcap, 6 o'clock on FS1, 24th-ranked Texas at 13th-ranked Kansas State. I guess this is uh, considered the game of the week in the Big 12. Texas, I don't get it, been talking about it all week. Horns are listed as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Kansas State wins this game by a touchdown, and it's an easy cover. I think Texas will probably play better offensively than what they did against Oklahoma State. I mean, I guess Kansas State's a much better defense than OSU, but give me the cats at home by a touchdown.
0: Well, when you have one of the best quarterbacks in the country, you can pretty much beat anybody, and Will Howard yes, he is has, has proven that uh, apparently this guy's the real deal. So, yeah, I, I think. I don't know what is going on with that spread. I mean, I don't know what they know that we don't. But this this felt even going into last week, Tyler. We thought, hey man, what what does Texas have? You know, coming up off a of bye, and they're like Kansas. They got Kansas State and then TCU at home. I mean, now I, I I like Kansas State to win relatively comfortably in this game because I don't trust Texas to just give the ball to Bijan John Robinson and let him go to work. Yeah, I think they're going to try and throw the ball all over the yard. Well, it,
1: this is definitely one of those lines to where it's like, what does Vegas know that we don't, right? It, 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 and if the Oklahoma State game didn't happen, then I would probably take that approach. But the Oklahoma State game did happen. Texas was a six-and-a-half-point favorite, I believe, at kickoff. OSU had a terrible call go against them where that ball did not hit Presley. But Texas got it on a short field. Spencer Sanders threw an interception in the end zone. Like there are definitely some things that went against Oklahoma State in that game. As a six and a half point dog, and they still beat Texas. They still beat Texas by a touchdown in that game. So the Oklahoma State game tells me that Vegas doesn't know anything. Like Vegas is just wrong. I think about this Texas team, and people continue to overevaluate them.
0: Do you think it's a situation where they take they, they're trying to take advantage of the brand? And that Texas has all this talent, so maybe they're just trying to trying to make a little money because no, nobody who's watched both teams play all year, maybe outside of the two-lane game, but two-lane's apparently really good. So outside of the two-lane game, it's almost like Texas continues to get credit for the Oklahoma game, but people don't realize that, you know, we're a much different team with Billy Bowman and Dylan Gabriel.
3: Yeah,
1: 405-651-3439 if you want to hop in on the Air coverage Solutions text line. Final hour rolls on next right here on The Ref.
2: Football is here in your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is The Ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here on your home for Sooner fans, The Ref Radio Sports Network. It's The Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon. On your home for Sooner fans, the R.E.F. Sports Radio Network.
4: Experience the next generation of personal training at Norman's Next Gen Fitness. Our unique design of multiple private, fully equipped personal training suites allow our trainers to perform one-on-one training or group training. Private personal training in Norman that provides a state-of-the-art alternative to group fitness and big box gyms by designing a program that is as unique as each client. Next Gen Fitness in Norman, Edmond, and Tulsa. Call us at 405-360-0001 or visit nextgenfitness.com.
1: Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are
2: you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. Wake Up with Toby Roland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. <laughs> what a bomb. What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. You know I'm not a Halloween guy. I think it all stems back when I was in the church youth group in
0: Mustang growing up.
2: And they had a... Hey, bail, Bates.
3: And I did not know at this point in my life that I am a claustrophobic
2: individual. <laughs> <laughs> this was the night that I
4: found that out.
2: I was praying. I was in there. I was praying. God, <laughs> get me out of this.
4: You, you act like you were trapped for hours. It was probably like 30 seconds.
2: No, it was at least 15 minutes.
4: <laughs> T-Row and TJ,
2: weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on the home of Sooner fans,
4: The Ref. Sports Radio Network. Hello, this is Terry Saxon, broker owner of Saxon Realty Group. My $8.99 listing fee is saving sellers thousands in listing commissions. There's no need to pay unnecessary listing fees when I can give you the same full service and sell your home just as fast. Don't just settle on any realtor to sell your home and don't assume your friend realtor is giving you the best deal. My $8.99 listing fee is a game changer. I'm one of the top five realtors in Cleveland County and top one third of all Oklahoma City metro areas. Call me today at 405-361-3380. Visit my website at saxonrealtygroup.com.
1: Things like grass clippings and leaves can contribute harmful levels of nutrients into our surface and drinking water. We must improve water quality at Lake Thunderbird, our main drinking water source, which begins with taking care of our stormwater. Bag your clippings when mowing or leave them to break down and nourish your lawn. We drink our stormwater, so don't blow it by leaving your grass clippings in the street. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater.
4: Preparation makes all the difference on the playing field and in life. At McFarland Methodist Church, we believe that a strong faith is a great preparation for the ups and downs of life, and we have lots of ways to practice and strengthen our faith. Come be a part of a midweek Bible study or community service event, or join us for traditional or modern worship on Sunday morning. You're always welcome at McFarland, where we're changing lives that change the world. Learn more on our website at McFarlandUMC.org or call us at 321-3484. This is the sound of giraffes being placed on the endangered species list for the very first time. This is the sound of wild populations plummeting by nearly 40% over the last 30 years. This is the sound of a silent extinction. Help giraffes break the silence by joining San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy at endextinction.org and be heard for the herd.
1: The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing to the final hour of the rush. College football playoff rankings. Tennessee's number one. Ohio State's number two. Georgia is number three. Clemson's four. TCU got disrespected all the way back at number seven, the lowest rank. I believe they were the lowest ranked undefeated team uh, ranked. They are behind one loss at Alabama in the inaugural college football playoff rankings this year. Who are you leaning towards uh, in Athens? The dogs just had a big injury earlier this week, one of their better players on defense. Is Josh Heupel going to do it again,
0: or is Kirby Smart going to end the run of the Tennessee Vols? You know what? I I, I think I've got Georgia in this game. I simply think that, you know, they're the undefeated national champion. They are getting no respect at number three. Um, I think they're, what, top five in both offensive and defensive efficiency whereas I believe you know Tennessee's top five in offensive efficiency but I believe in the 70s and defensive efficiency so you know Georgia's been the more well-balanced team obviously Georgia hasn't played the schedule uh, that Tennessee has but I trust Georgia the people that have been there before Uh, I think or I think Tennessee kind of you know Use their emotional, uh, all their emotional ammunition, with the Alabama game.
1: Yeah, I I think it'll be a close game. I think the spread. uh, What did it open up at earlier this week? It was, it was a pretty large spread. It was at twelve and a half, and it's already down to eight. So a lot of people jumping on uh, Tennessee getting all those points. I think it'll be close, but give me Georgia, man. I think Georgia gets them at home, and you know, a loss for Tennessee isn't all that bad. Because if they lose this game on Saturday and they win out the rest of the schedule and then Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game, which I would predict them to do right now, Tennessee might get a chance to have a rematch with Georgia in the Peach Bowl in the college football playoff. Which is insane. And I'm not saying I necessarily love that or agree with that, but I do think that that's what would happen if it's a close loss.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting because I'm not sure – Tennessee quite has the uh, the pull that we've seen in the past with, like, Alabama when they didn't win their division and then went on. It's a to, big fan uh, base,
1: though. Play. There's excitement there. Like, Ten- Tennessee doesn't bring uh, what Alabama brings, but I-, I-, I think some, the allure of new blood in that. Yeah, I-, I think Tennessee, a one-loss Tennessee would have a real good chance to get in.
0: Yeah, it, it would obviously, as every year, it would just matter what happens across the rest of the landscape, right? If Clemson's undefeated um, at the time, uh, maybe if, uh, you know, Michigan stays undefeated. It really, I mean, if if TCU's undefeated, just I know we, neither of us believe they're going to stay undefeated, but in a world where TCU's sitting there undefeated, can you take a one-loss non-division, non-conference champion over TCU and, and get away with it? I don't know if you
1: can, but I, I think, think that they will. To. I think that they will. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, they've I, already shown I think, us what they think of
0: TCU. Yeah, I think they may want to, but, oh, man, just.
1: And TCU's yeah. played um, kind of the the meat of their schedule. They've already played OU. They've already played Kansas State. They've already played Oklahoma State. So, like, kind of their big opportunities are behind them they'll still have to go to Texas yeah. and they'll still have to play Baylor how much credit will you get for those games we'll see so if you don't respect TCU by now then I don't know if the committee ever will
0: yeah that's what but again Tyler like we spoke about like and as we've said on this show the first cultural playoff rankings throw them out like who cares like we've seen things we've seen things affect the last week of the season I mean to your point the TCU Baylor game I mean nothing about what happened in that week should have kept them out of the playoffs. But, you know, it's it, it's very much that they make it up along the way and then they try their best to get it right on the last week. So maybe right now they are giving off the vibes of not respecting TCU, but maybe later in the year they're sitting there at, a, at an undefeated – and, again, neither of you and I really think it – but if they're an undefeated conference champion, man, it would be tough to put in a, a divisional winner. Yeah. But, it happens. It, it matters what happens elsewhere, man.
1: Meanwhile, OU's just trying to get to 9-3 and three at the end of the regular season, right? And if I were to rank the four toughest games left, tell me what you think about this. Baylor this Saturday is number one. Uh, Tech at, in Lubbock is number two. I think Oklahoma State is number three. And then at West Virginia is four. Because I, I think Spencer Sanders might really be hurt this time around.
0: Yeah, and, and that's really – really what it all comes down to right? It, I mean it, who would have thought, you know, you know when you're when you're talking about your most impactful players, you know, of the season, it's Spencer Sanders' health. Cuz I think a lot of us early in the year thought maybe that you know we'll we'll see we'll see how far he can carry an offense that last year Jim Knowles was the one that carried that entire team with that defense. I mean they had a they had a, they had an elite you know, top ten national defense. So we all kind of thought, oh, you know, I wonder if Spencer Rattler is going to be able to carry this team far. For all intents and purposes, he was. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure.
1: Sooner Soldier says uh, Georgia gets exposed that they are overrated on Saturday. Really? That's their take, yeah. Interesting. They are overrated.
0: Okay. I do think they've been a bit bored, Tyler. I, I, they're well, they're like
1: flashing the ring at uh, when they played Missouri, Missouri, uh, Missouri earlier this year and almost got beaten Columbia.
0: Yeah, I think they've been a bit bored. And I, I think as we as as we talk about with – you know, we talk about it with Saban a bunch, right? It's if you have this team's full attention, then it's tough to beat them. they gotta, They got to play really well. So I think if you have Georgia's full attention – and the undefeated national champions are getting moved down the poles, you know, I, I, I think you're going to have their full attention. I think Georgia comes out and plays their best game of the year.
1: Final segment of the day coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref for the homeless Sooner fans.
2: This is The Ref Sports Radio Network.
3: Think about the last time you moved. Remember how you said you'd never do it alone again? We know moving is tough, but at Two Men and a Truck, we make it easy. No matter the move, big or small, we'll make it a smooth one. We're the movers who care, and we'll prove it with our full-time employed, background-checked movers. We're local and affordable, and we can help at a price that won't make you wish you'd done it on your own. For home and business moving, call the movers who care. Two men and a truck. 405. 708-7707.
4: Did the recent storms damage your home and roof? Call All American Roofing today. All American Roofing has been repairing and replacing roofs for over 40 years and is a second generation locally owned roofing company. They are also a Google guaranteed contractor and offer free inspections. Our roofers are GAF master elite contractors with a BBB A plus rating. Call All American Roofing today at 405-787-0400. All American Roofing, the best roofing company in Oklahoma. 405-787-0400. The best place to stay hot this
1: November is at Riverwind.
3: With so many ways to win on over 2,800 of your favorite games.
4: With some of the best dining and drink options
0: around.
3: It's easy to see why we're OKC's number one casino.
0: It's time to come to Riverwind.
3: Are you looking out the back window and you see missing panels on your fence? Perhaps your fence is leaning over or being held up by a 2x4. It's time to call Van Hoos Fence, the metro area's premier residential and commercial fence company. Van Hoos delivers professional craftsmanship at an affordable price. From custom orders to prefabricated products, Van Hoos does it all. Call them today, 405 735 1167, or see their work on vhfence.com. Caring for
2: an aged loved one can be challenging. Let us help your family. At Arbor House Assisted Living and Memory Care in Norman,